This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, I'm Hanif Baharudin and you're listening to Night School, the show that explores ideas and themes in the social sciences and the humanities. Um, today's going to be a special episode because we're just going to introduce the new Night School. Um, so I'm, I'm going to introduce uh, you guys to our new co-host, uh, Simon Soon. Welcome, Simon Soon. Hello, hello. Okay, so Simon's going to be my co-host, co-pilot, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to be the person that's going to be uh, with me to ruminate and think about the ideas and theories that we have, right? That we always dis- discuss and talk about. Uh, so, Simon, before we talk more, uh, can you just introduce yourself? Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, sort of like, you know, becoming a co-host is a, a big task ahead, you know, of us, um, ahead of me at least. Uh, well, principally, uh, by way of introduction, I am a senior lecturer at the University of Malaya, and I'm also a team member of Malaysia Design Archive. And in my capacity as an educator, you know, in a formal academic institution, as well as someone who sort of like does a lot of public programs in an independent sort of like archive uh, that is uh, non-profit in nature, I guess my exposure to different kinds of like research, different ways of thinking about you know ideas, and different ways of sort of uh, ways of sort of like thinking about how ideas can be sort of like communicated to the sort of like public is what I want to also then try to sort of like explore with this show, mm. you know, bringing different kinds of like uh, guests hopefully to sort of like you know uh, explore different sort of like issues mm. and hopefully enrich the format that has already been around for at least three hundred and four episodes. <laughs> if I'm not wrong, am I right? I'm not too sure myself. <laughs> I, I did. I did some background reading. Oh, wow. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, Night nice, nice School has always been a show that uh, I think has its own following to a certain extent, I guess. But at the same time, it has also been quite niche in its form, right? I think what followers. Hmm? What are the followers and how big is our following? That's a good question. I mean, I'm not too sure myself, but I think because of its slightly academic nature, mm-hmm. um, we tend to attract people who are interested in, you know, conversations about ideas and theories mm. and whatnot. And, and, and to a certain extent, um, night school has also evolved. I think at one point, night school was a bit more um, theoretical, very mm-hmm. academic. And it has sort of evolved and become slightly less academic and slightly mm. more relatable. Right. And I guess in trying to bring it forward, I mean, with me helming it and with you as a co-host, I think uh, we would like to maybe continue that trajectory. I think yeah. that's a good trajectory to sort of mm. like, I think embrace, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, right. Uh, the thing about conversations about ideas is that sometimes that it can get <laughs> slightly too elitist, slightly too out there and slightly mm-hmm. too uh, abstract, right? And, right. And, and I feel like, especially, you know, within the context of radio, as much as we want to... Uh, appeal to that niche audience that have enjoyed night school in, in this old form, I think we should also start uh, introducing, you know, I would say a lighter version of night school, but a, a night school that is more accessible, right? Right, yeah. right, 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 right. And well, I sort of like try to keep that in mind. But, you know, <laughs> as someone uh, who is sort of like, who is someone who has the benefit of having night school being part of my sort of like intellectually formative sort of like years, I guess what I really sort of like appreciate just to at least sort of like, you know, not sort of like cast out the old and sort of like usher in the new uh, is to sort of like pay tribute to what's good about how the program has been sort of like set up, right? I guess my fascination with the program or or what stays on with me, the staying power of the program is that uh, it has always sort of like approached philosophy or a theory using an issue-based sort of like approach. 
it's never about a parade of sort of like, you know, date white male uh, who form the canon of sort of like, you know, uh, philosophical sort of like thinking. And each week is always sort of like framed as a series of sort of like challenging questions, whether they are existential, whether they're social, whether political or cultural, that we can sort of like uh, benefit by sort of like thinking about these issues more deeply and engaging with other sort of like thinkers who have also thought about the same issues in mm. a very deep manner. Yeah. I have to make a confession that um, despite being in the background, I've been producing Night School for, I think, for the past two years, mainly as just as, as a producer. Um, I mean, the way I describe it is I, I'm the brawn behind it mm-hmm. and, and the brain is always somebody else, right? Uh, and so I have, to, I have to sort of like, you know, say that I'm not trained in philosophy. I'm not trained in social uh-huh. theories that much. Um, but I do like night school. I do enjoy doing night school because I feel like I learn a lot of things. I, I learn a lot of things. And it is, it is one of those shows and it is on BFM that allows you to sort of like ruminate and think about things and reflect mm-hmm. and explore ideas that, you know, usually that you can only think about if you find the right people to talk to, right? Yeah. Uh, so so night, night school provides uh, that avenue, that avenue for me to sort of like do that despite not being trained in philosophy so I, th- I guess me confessing that is sort of like also as, as a maybe mm. to sort of like manage expectations right. maybe my own expectation uh, your expectation and also maybe the listeners expectation about you know my capabilities to a certain extent no, uh, yeah. no, no I, I don't sort of like see that at all, at all. in fact I think uh, why we're sort of like doing this on radio for example uh, says a lot about a certain kind of like aspiration of night school to at least sort of like intervene into a kind of like uh, a public sort of like consciousness in a very sort of like subtle way, right? Mm. Imagine on what occasion would you be exposed to this sort of like program? <laughs> it would normally be on your weekend drive mm. uh, where it's sort of like, it has its repeated sort of like airing mm. or on in the past, a Wednesday night, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So imagine driving alone home, uh, home at sort of like 9pm after your sort of like dinner with your colleagues and tuning into BFM and you've got this sort of like snippet of interesting sort of like discussion going on about some existential or some uh, socially sort of like pertinent sort of like issue being sort of like discussed uh, in an engaged sort of like manner. That kind of like moment I think is the unique sort of like contribution that Night School actually has. It's very different from the podcast where it's a very deliberate attempt to sort of like download this program into your sort of like listening device and then that allows you to then listen to the entire program very often you don't even hear the entire length of the night school supply program Mm. you in your drive you only hear maybe 10 minutes out of the 30 minutes of like conversation Mm. but what's exciting is that then uh, having having uh, each program sort of like archive meant that you're able to sort of like go back to it if you want to sort of like uh, hear the full extent of the sort of like program but that moment of sort of like intervention I think it's very precious. It's that also that element of chance that comes into play, right? That how it's almost spontaneous or accidental in the way you encounter an idea that makes it such a sort of like interesting and fascinating medium for me. Mm. So what what are your plans? I mean, maybe you can just like give us... Yeah, give us the, like the responsibility is big, no? Uh, I mean, uh, I always imagine it to... I mean, my favourites of like... Comparison, I think, uh, as I was sort of like working through my existential sort of like, you know, angst of why I'm sort of like doing this is that to think of it in relation to 
to the Midnight University that was hosted by Chiang Mai University in the 1990s. So it's sort of like a gathering of sort of like academics who decided that the university was no longer a suitable, uh, it was too sort of like, it was too precious a space to be able to conduct actual sort of like learning. And so what they did was on weekends, they would sort of like go out to the, what they called the Tape Gate, which was the gate of the old fort in Chiang Mai City. Uh, the old sort of like Chiang Mai City, and they would sort of like convene a class there from midnight until 6 a.m. in the morning over those sort of like weekend. And anyone could sort of like, you know, come by and sort of like, you know, engage in a conversation. And it's based on the sort of like Buddhist parable that, uh, you know, Buddha preached to the angels and the gods uh, from midnight, right? So during the day, he would preach to all the normal human beings. And at midnight, he would sort of like transcend his sort of like mortal call and sort of like, you know, teach uh, all the higher sort of like being success. And I like this sort of like story because it's uh, it's about sort of like a desire to sort of like rethink where we're able to learn things. It's about sort of like saying it, it's not so important that you don't have the qualifications or you don't have like all the right uh, degrees or all the right sort of like uh, titles to give you access into a community of individuals who are interested in discussing uh, matters that are that are philosophical or theoretical. It's saying that you know these things can happen really on the streets, out in the public. You can intervene into a public life, and that's why I think uh, there's a lot of sort of like parallels in the way night school. As a radio sort of like format is able to, you know, do something, change that, you know, spark something in a person's of like long drive home at night. Okay. And on that note, let's take a break. You're listening to Night School with me, Hanif Baharudin, and I'm joined by Simon Soon, my new co-host, and we've been just laying down the new foundation of yeah. a quote unquote a new night school. Um so stay tuned. Uh BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're tuned into Night School with me, Hanif Baharudin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Simon Soon. And um, in case you're wondering, these are new voices for Night School. Yay. And yeah, we've, and we've been talking about, you know, um, because it is an introductory episode for the new voices, right? So I think to a certain extent, we're trying to reflect on how Night School has been for the past, I think, four or five years, mm. or even longer than that, if I'm not mistaken. 2013. 2013, yeah. And and, and where we're going to, to go next. And uh, I think Simon has sort of like uh, introduced himself in the first part of the show. I, to a certain extent, have also introduced my role previously um, mm-hmm. in night school. And I guess maybe it's time for us to reflect on what we, or rather where we plan to bring night school to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, night school has always been um, slightly academic. Uh, to an extent, you could argue that it is also a bit didactical in nature sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think um, that that tone has softened a bit. I think mm-hmm. in the past two or three years. Mm-hmm. When you say soften, what do you sort of like mean? Has it what what kind of like quality that uh, have today? Uh, uh, it, it's definitely more accessible. I think okay. based on my own observation, I feel right. like it's definitely uh, less theoretical. And, and when I say theoretical, I mean, I mean theoretical in a very academic way. Like, like a dense, a, like, like a very of dense sort of like understanding yeah. issue. Right? Yes, okay. yeah. So it becomes a bit more conversational and mm-hmm. a bit more, I think, relatable uh, in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. you can always discuss theories, philosophies, uh, ideas uh, without, you know, quoting 
philosophers A, B, C, and D right. all the time, right? Yeah. Although, I mean, to be honest, I I, I do want to like explore those those aspects of night school mm-hmm. again, you know, in the future. Just sort of like you know, to give it like a fresh take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe 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 that's that's one of the things that you know I have in mind right, <laughs> in right. pipeline. Uh, but at the same time, as I mentioned before, the need to keep the show accessible is always there, right? And mm-hmm. and, 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 and and that's where I think to the next time we can also sort of like ruminate and think about, you know, the, the more dialectical approach to night school that, that we have always adopted, right? I mean, right. I sort of like it, but at the same time, I, I wonder whether it's something that our audience welcome. I mean, and you, you, right. you told us the story earlier before the break about how, you know, it has sort of like become an avenue for people to sort of like reflect on things, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that's interesting. Um, I wonder whether whether you know a conversation like this um, has legs uh, among audience. I can't tell until you sort of like do a survey. Uh, I can only speak from personal sort of like experience, right? Mm. And um, and I think it would be hard pressed to sort of like imagine that it has that kind of like following <laughs> that would uh, gain that kind of almost quasi spiritual experience that <laughs> I have just sort of like described uh, before. Uh, but I guess. You know, Sharad and Fuad bring very different sort of like, bring very specific, distinct kind of like energies to mm. the sort of like program, right? And and it, it shows through the kind of like intellectual sort of like training that they have, uh, whether it, you would call it broadly cultural studies. I think uh, both of them are sort of like training cultural studies and therefore of a certain generation and therefore they have a specific kind of like language that they sort of like use to sort of like engage with sort of like perhaps uh, social issues of the day. But, you know, we come from very different sort of like background. Mm. Uh, and so I, I think our voice will eventually sort of like, we will have to sort of like find our voice through this program. It's not that it's already there. Yeah. We've got to sort of like, you know, discover this along the way as we, uh, mm. you know, have more conversations <laughs> together, you know. Just for the sake of like, I mean, you know, um, letting the audience know um, mm. your interests, right. that would be great to know, right? I mean, I don't have like, you know, I mean, I teach art history, I teach architectural history in sort of like, you know, broadly what you would call the Indian Ocean. But that's a very specific sort of like interest that I sort of like have. You know, coming to night school, it forces also me to sort of like think, you know, uh, what have I been doing at the university through the sort of like public programs that we do, as well as uh, through the public programs that I've been doing in MDA that would, uh, you know, capture something of uh, where I'm sort of like coming from. And what I realized is that, you know, uh, perhaps, you know, this would be a good platform for me to explore further this sort of like this motivating force that is called obsession, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very sort of like curious about what people are obsessed by and why it drives people towards, uh, you know, certain goal that can seem almost irrational. You know, it can seem marvelous and can also seem very fatal at some point, no? So that's what I want to sort of like, you know, unpack. And when we have guest speakers coming in, I want to sort of like figure out, uh, at least sort of like, you know, give some space to make this obsession, to register this obsession and make it public. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, and it's also um, you mentioned something along the lines of you know <laughs> existential crisis yeah. that you have. But right? I guess this is also because like you know I come from art history. I'm an art historian, so I like stories. Mm. Uh, I I think I'm filled more by stories than by theories. Theories do sort of like uh, sit well within me, but it comes 
true stories. I need I need it to sustain my sort of like interest in theory. It needs to be grounded in specific kinds of like actions and decisions that people make in life, mm-hmm. right? That result in certain consequences and the kinds of like conundrum that one faces as one one tries to sort of like unpack and understand what is happening mm. and why it happened that way it did. Mm. Yeah. I, I do produce other shows that are a bit more story driven at least like. at least how I aspire those shows to be like but funny when it comes to night school I tend to be quite dramatic with it and right. tend to think of yeah it, it needs to be theoretical yeah, I but think we need to sort of like challenge that sort of binary yeah. a bit uh, yeah, yeah and, definitely yeah, I think and, and there's good wrong. case to be made like in history right to mm. challenge this binary think of um, you know when Said Nakibala does sort of like talk about the first sort of like modern Malay writer he didn't argue for the kind of like journalistic penmanship of uh, Abdullah Munshi. He argued for Hamza Fansuri, mm. who was the introducer of this new sort of like form of poetry called the Shai. Mm. Uh, uh, that was sort of like used to sort of like capture um, uh, his sort of like interest in sort of like Sufi mystical teaching, but eventually it evolved into a form that accommodated all forms of sort of like hikayat, all forms of sort of like protest sort of like uh, voices against like uh, colonial oppression, all types of very interesting sort of like ways of capturing and registering sort of like presence of the other within this, within the 19th century sort of like colonial world that otherwise wouldn't escape the notice or the records of sort of like the colonial archive. Mm. Okay, so um, any teasers that you can sort of like give our audience on what to well, expect? Well, I'm hoping, you know, the, the nice thing about working in a university and the nice thing about working in design archive is people do walk through outdoors. So there are fascinating people that I would like to have on the show. I would want to sort of like bring a geographer who works on like, uh, who has this lifelong interest in sort of like uh, seagrass and its relationship to a dugong uh, sort of like ecology. And she also happens to be a conductor of the Malay Gamelan Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to sort of like bring her here to sort of get her to think uh, what connects these two sides of her sort of like practice that she doesn't always sort of like have an easy answer to mm-hmm. or hasn't really sort of like tried to find a bridge to sort of like talk about her two parallel obsession. Uh, so maybe the show can help us to sort of like you know help us to sort of like clarify this and to also then ask the bigger question, right? Mm. Uh, right brain versus the left brain, you know the connection between art and sort of like sciences, and where does the imagination sort of like sits? Where does curiosity sort of like sits within our interest in pursuing all these things that we pursue? Mm. Uh, there's um, hopefully uh, when we get him here the next time during next summer. Malaysian who is currently uh, doing his fieldwork in Tanzania, studying a kind of like how an African sort of like approach to the sciences developed in the 70s or the 80s to combat a kind of like rodent infestation. And because of the limited resources uh, that uh, Tanzania had, they had to sort of like devise a sort of like new way to think about what qualifies as, you know, scientific sort of like thinking. And so then sort of like maybe sort of like push us to think about the history of science through other sort of like cultural sort of like patterns or worldviews that then uh, shapes different kinds of like lines of inquiry and expand out the possibility of what we understand to be research, right? Mm. Yeah. So maybe these are the things I want to sort of like 
you know bring to the show and I guess um, that's it this is just the first episode of A New Night School uh, and you've just heard from Simon soon he's going to be my co-host I'm Hanif Baharuddin um, if you have any suggestions on what we can explore uh, you can always tweet us at BFM Radio or you can always write us an email and send it to bfmnightschool at gmail.com and we also have a Facebook page no? uh, yes and you also have a Facebook page uh, look for BFM Night School there I think it's a bit dormant now I'm going to probably get it back up soon um, thanks once again Simon uh, and I'm, no, I look forward to working with you hooray right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hanif Baharuddin and you've been listening to Night School on BFM 89.9 The Business Station Thank you for listening to this podcast to find more great interviews go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes BFM 89.9 The Business Station